And it's great to have him back. Uh, he's been away for a couple of weeks. Uh, joining us back in the studio is Mayor of Collingwood, Brian Saunderson. Yes, it's great to be back, guys. Uh, nice sunny day out there, and uh, I'm catching up on all my stuff. You uh, you were away uh, on some, some pretty important business. Uh, the Great Lakes uh, St. Lawrence uh, Cities Association, Collingwood is, is one of the, the the cities involved in this. Yes, we are. Uh, we're actually one of the founding cities. Uh, back in 2003, Mayor Geddes was involved with uh, David Miller, Mayor of Toronto at the time, and Richard mm-hmm. Daly, Mayor of Chicago. And they set up uh, the Great Lakes St. Lawrence Cities Initiative for all uh, municipalities, the uh, waterfront communities uh, on the Great Lakes and St. Lawrence, uh, so that we could uh, work collaboratively across the borders uh, between Canada and the states, but also between our, our relative states and uh, provinces uh, on on water initiatives. And uh, as we know, that's become uh, more important with significant water mm-hmm. events, with flooding, uh, water levels. Six years ago, we were thought we were at all-time low and trending down, and now we're at an all-time high and trending up. So for waterfront communities, uh, uh, these are important issues, along with uh, proper stewardship and uh, pre- preservation of our water quality. Uh, issues like the Asian carp that are coming up. There's four species that are making their way up uh, the Mississippi, and so they will soon be getting into, or we will be preventing them from getting into the uh, Great Lakes and St. Lawrence waterways. So there's an initiative to build a dam in Brandon, Illinois, and uh, that will be an expensive project, Uh, as well as invasive species like... um, uh, phragmites mm-hmm. and uh, and then water purity and uh, and maintaining the watershed. So there's a movement in the states to ship water south and take it out of the Great Lakes watershed. So that's a big issue for us as well. I do remember the early days of um, of the initiative. The big talk was water levels and and the fact that you know they do manage the water levels sort of in the St. Lawrence, and that, that's part of the problem, and people were all up in arms, and now the water level's at its highest. What, are you even talking about it anymore? Yes, you are, because it's all interconnected. Uh, so six years ago, we were talking about putting baffles in uh, Lake St. Clair exactly. to keep the water from going out. Uh, now the water system seems to be uh, maxed out, and there's no, with the flooding in Montreal, it's not like we're going to be able to let the water go uh, go through the system out to the St. Lawrence anytime soon. So it's a very delicate balance, mm. absolutely. And, uh, you know, we're still struggling with what are all the influences on the water levels and uh you know, with climate change and the frequency of uh, storm events. And it actually uh, ties in very well, uh, John, to um, uh, the water hub that we're looking at here in Collingwood uh, with water technology. Um, you know, there's larger mega projects you can do. Certainly one of them we were hearing about is on roadworks. You can put cisterns under the, the roads and highways so that in major rain events, you can offshoot the water, uh, storm water into these storage tanks and later let them out on a more controlled level as opposed to having your water treatment plants uh, or sewage treatment plants uh, overloaded and having to hit the bypass, which is a bad right. thing. Right. So uh, lots of good stuff, but you can also do that on a microgrid, and that's what the rain grid uh, project here in Collingwood's all about with uh, smart sumps and, uh, and um, rain barrels. Uh, you can do that on a smaller level, and you can actually, there's projects uh, or, or homes that have actually cisterns under their garage or if they're slab on grade under the house for the very same purpose. They can storm all, store all their local stormwater, then they can actually use that for gray water for flushing toilets and stuff. So they're not drawing on purified water to do that. So there's a lot of very neat initiatives that make a lot of sense, and you can do those little changes just individually. 
That's fantastic. Uh, let's talk about uh, the assets from sales. That is, you were looking for some engagement from the community. Are people speaking out on this? We are. I think uh, on the online engagement, uh, we've had, I think, well over 600 responses. But uh, this is a big issue. It's $18.6 million that's available for us to invest in the community. So we'd like to hear from the community. There will be public meetings, um, but uh, certainly through the Engage Collingwood on our new uh, platform on the website. I would encourage people to go on there, please, and uh, fill that out uh, so that we get your views. And stay tuned uh, because there will be more opportunities uh, for public engagement. And as well, uh, while you're there, there's the Urban Forest Management Plan, which is uh, a critical piece to, for us to figure out how to uh, manage our forests. And uh, yesterday I was down at the Simcoe Strong uh, Conference, and uh, our uh, local forester director, Graham Parker, was uh, on talking about uh, forest management and the whole origin of the uh, Simcoe Forest. We're the largest uh, uh, municipally run uh, forest in Ontario and mm-hmm. probably in Canada. It was formed in the 1920s because we logged out our, our land so significantly that there was erosion issues. So if you've ever been to Ore Lake, you can walk across that. It's probably about five feet deep and it used to be a kettle lake. And the bottom of that is sand that uh, blew off the hills, the surrounding hills, after they deforested <laughs> the area. So, you know, you have, we, we've got to be careful how yeah. we treat our community. And we have the um, council has uh, had a very ge- generous donation uh, come forward, donors offering to give a 1,000 trees to Collingwood. So uh, the timing for our urban forest management plan engagement is, uh, is very timely because we can have a 1,000 trees that we can be planting in public lands. The Collingwood Judicial Inquiry, um, it's going a little longer than we thought. Uh, uh, how does this, uh, does this worry us in terms of, because uh, whenever there's delays, there's increased budget. Is this a concern of how much this is eventually going to cost? Well, cost is always a concern, John. I guess the issue, um, the straight answer, the hard reality is this is an investment in our community. This is a problem that we needed to address, and the last council made that decision to address it. And uh, you can't fix things halfway. So when you're in, you're going to do the the best uh, for the community. And this is a project that's really out of our hands in terms of control. But I think the outcome will be very significant and very important for our community. Uh, I mean, the costs are are one issue and then the timing. And I'm hoping uh, very much that we will have the report uh, by early or mid-fall. Um, and uh, with all that's been going on, certainly for those who have been watching, um, you know, the testimony is very telling. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think this is uh, something we had to meet head on. I think it's uh, uh, dispelling the cloud that's been over the community and uh, will be a very significant report, uh, not only for Collingwood, but other municipalities across Ontario. It it always, you know, whenever you get into these legal proceedings, and uh, I'm, I'm not casting dispersions on your profession as a lawyer, but, you know, it's always like a cab where the meter's running and you've got an estimation of how long it should take and how far it is. But things happen, and next thing you know, the meter's running, and you're not getting any further. Is there a point where you get out of the legal cab? Uh, well, I think the the short answer on this is no. Once we started this ball in motion, you have to deal with it. So once you've got uh, confronted the problem, then you're going to do it and complete the job. <clears throat> I think you know people have to keep in mind that uh, this process being bifurcated so it's split in two so that we can deal with the documentary discovery and then we do the hearings well the documentary discovery and we were being told by many people 
in the know on this thing that we had all the documents. Well, we got over uh, 500,000 documents, and it's cost us $400,000 just to deal with the management of sorting those documents. Wow. So, uh, and then, you know, so we, in terms of all of that documentary discovery, we've actually been quite pinpointed in terms of how this hearing has proceeded. And if you consider, just uh, for an analogy, the federal government uh, was talking about all the costs it had to incur in the uh, Admiral Norman affair, and uh, and we had four times the number of documents mm. that the federal government did. So uh, so we've had uh, to bite off a lot there uh, to address this issue, and uh, that's been done. And I think that the second phase will be much more uh, confined because there will be a number of parties around the table that won't be there in the next half. They have no interest mm. in that, so they don't have standing. So, so the, the time and money we've invested now, although it seems like it's delayed, we might end up catching up because of the the fact that we've done it ahead of time. Yes. I, I mean, that's the, the way the process has been designed. The, the, it's gone. It's already gone beyond the initial budget, so mm-hmm. we won't be recouping that. But I think the timing for the second phase and the third phase will be much shorter. This phase was was the biggest by far. Okay. Uh, let's talk about something more fun, and that is you're probably very busy this Canada Day. A lot happening here in Collingwood. Yes, it's going to be a great uh, Canada Day celebration. Uh, we go from uh, Saturday, June 29th to Monday, July 1st. Uh, so there'll be lots of entertainment in downtown uh, with uh, live entertainment. Uh, there'll be on-the-water events, um, and uh, there'll be a lumberjack show, Classic movies on the bay, the kids' fishing derby, the downtown farmers' market, the pancake breakfast, the citizens' uh, reaffirmation ceremony, and the gigantic birthday cake. There'll be a family bike parade, and of course, the fireworks to end the day. So That's it's going to be, be a very busy weekend here, and I'm hearing that the forecast is good, and you guys better back me up on that. <laughs> I'm with you all the way. Okay. Mayor Brian Saunderson, thank you so much for joining us, the mayor of Collingwood. It's my pleasure, guys. Have a great day.